another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast, and I believe our first repeat interviewee here. I think you're the first one. This is Carrie Wierkowski with CVSA. We are so excited to talk to her again. Carrie, thank you so much. Again, I think you might be the first person in the history of this podcast to be uh, a repeat guest. So thank wow. you for that. And I'm privileged. I have to tell you, <laughs> you should, you know what I you're, you should be, you just, you totally should be. I'm just, I, I am. No, we really, no, we genuinely, you know, I, I really enjoyed talking to you last time. There's so much interesting stuff that you guys are doing out at CVSA and you are a, a very interesting person to be talking to again. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure hearing from you in the past Great. and I'm looking forward to talking to you again. And I would love to just kind of hear what's what's been up with CVSA the last couple of months since we talked to you before the road check. Yeah, so since road check, I mean, road check did happen. I'm sure your viewers know that. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have the data yet back from road check, so I can't really give you the number. So maybe if you ask me back again. Well, I, I think we're going to have to. We've got to, yeah. <laughs> We might just, you know, we might just have to set up something monthly. Maybe you're just part of the show now. You know, maybe you want to be, you want to be my co-host. We'll just work that out. Yeah, we can do that too. (laughs) Uh, So uh, road check happened. Um, It was, I think probably the numbers will be a little higher than they were in the one last fall that we had postponed until September. Most of the agencies now are coming out of COVID, particularly in the United States. Canada is a little bit lagged behind. So I think our Canadian numbers might be a little bit low similar with Mexico, but I know the United States has started to come around. So um, there are still a few emergency declarations left over. So the data isn't 100% clear because some people are exempt from certain things. Um, In the last couple months, we had a virtual, hopefully the last virtual workshop because we've got our in-person conference coming up at the latter half of August into September in Wilmington, Delaware. Cross my fingers. I'm going <laughs> to see people for real. Um, and we've just been busy. I mean, the one thing I've been busy doing is populating our learning management system for our membership with all of our online courses. So if any of your folks are listening and they're CVSA members, make sure when they go into their portal, they look for the CVSA learning tab because there's roadside courses now, there's probably like 15. And some of them are really short. And we've got a bunch of inspection video bits in there of things inspectors have found just kind of to help out both industry and the inspectors as to what to look for. Um, So that's what's been keeping me busy right now. So and now I'm starting to come out of being locked down, I think. And so I'm actually going to start traveling next month. I'm looking forward to that, actually. That's awesome. Uh, and you're based out of Canada, correct? I am. I'm in Ontario, Canada. Yes. So, so they opened the border slightly uh-huh. yesterday, enough for me to get down without having a quarantine to come home. Is that that presents some challenges? I'm sure this last year for you, it has there's some restrictions has. there, and yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you guys suffered restrictions too. We did too, but ours is lasting a little bit longer. That's right. I get you. Yeah. Um, so some of this online courses you're talking about, um, or online educational tools. Is that something that was necessitated by COVID or is this something that you were kind of doing before that? It was something that we were doing before that, but it gave us the opportunity. I mean, if there was a bright bright light in COVID, that's what it was because our multimedia team and myself and some of the other directors, because there's a lot of hazardous materials courses on there and there's some commercial driver's license courses on there that the other directors work with. I do the roadside stuff. Um, we had the opportunity to sit at home and actually build it. I mean, when you're traveling, it's difficult to do that. So 
we struggled through it and learned our learning management system probably better than we could hit and miss throughout a year when everybody's traveling. So did we want to do it? Yes. Did we go hard at it for a year? Yes. So now I'm, I'm happy to say that it's populated with a lot of information that we probably couldn't have got done in a year otherwise. That's no, that's great to hear. It's yeah. always it's fascinating to see how you know organizations are able to adapt, and yeah. obviously that's something that yeah you know we've all had to you know kind of overcome. And, the and I have to stay busy, or I'm <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you got to find something to do, huh? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't blame. You. I, I feel the same way. <laughs> so is that any different than the roadside inspection courses that you've been doing, or is that kind of in the same vein? Totally different, actually. Okay. So well, the online courses are kind of targeted at one direct piece of information. So they're shorter because they're online and people don't like sitting in front of their computer forever. My industry course that I had to suspend because of COVID, that's a classroom setting with 35 people in it. And it's designed for industry. And the reason that I do the industry course, there's two of them, driver requirements and vehicle requirements. And when I used to chair the vehicle committee, all our industry members would go, can we go to the same course that the inspectors go to so that we can understand better what's required? And they can't go to an inspector course. So what I did was I took the inspector course, all the information in it is contained in the industry course, and then some actually. So for instance, in the driver requirements course at the end, I added a section about how to file in a proper data queue. Because industry people need to know that. And once they have all the knowledge base from the course, they can file a proper data queue instead of just kind of throwing it against the wall and hope it sticks. You can actually have your information and send that in and hopefully, you know, file a proper data queue and have it overturned. Mm -hmm. And then in the vehicle section, I added in all the information about Appendix G to issue an annual inspection. Roadside inspectors don't deal with Appendix G because they don't issue annual inspections, but industry does, but they also have to worry about what's being inspected at roadside. So it's a busy 40 hour, well, 80 hours if you take both of them, but I split them apart and I don't have them back to back, mainly for two reasons. One, because it's difficult for industry to get two, two weeks to do anything mm -hmm. without being at work. And secondly, a lot of companies, they'll have fleet guys that want to take the vehicle requirements course, and then they'll have back office people that are more interested in the hours of service, the CDL information and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. sometimes I get the same people on both. Usually they'll come to one and then they'll go, oh, I want to go to the other one. And they thought that they only wanted one. And I see a lot of them again. Um, but it's probably, well, it's my most favorite thing to do because I used to teach inspectors. So that's what I missed when I left doing the job. Now industry are my people. And <laughs> so I get to teach them what I taught inspectors and they walk out of there with newfound knowledge that makes them better at their job, which is really what I'm looking to do. I just want compliance and I don't care how we get it. So <laughs> I'd rather you guys get it right without us having to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> so that's the best way to do it. So, so I'm many? starting to ramp those up again. I'm looking for a location for, you know, end of this year and then a couple into next year. And with the hours of service change and everything, I know there's a lot of demand for it because an industry wants to understand it better than they do. Right. So how many do you want to try to, to get done over the course of the next 12 months? What's your ambition? I usually only do four a year just okay. because of all the other things that I have going on. So it's myself and then I contract a couple of instructors, one's from Virginia State Police. And so I contract him. So I usually try and do two driver and two vehicle in a given year. There are 35 people in a course, 35 to 40. So right now I have an Excel spreadsheet with 
375 people that have emailed me over the course of this year going, when are you going to have an industry course? So when I get it prepared, I'll fire it out. And it's kind of first come first serve for mm. those. And it's, and I try to spread it around the country. So I don't teach them in Greenbelt. I teach them anywhere. So I go to associations. I've done them in Reno. Um, I won't lie. You said I was from Canada. I try to go south of the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> if it's January, February, March, or April. Or I don't blame you. Or... <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> so I try to move it around and look at where the demand is. And, mm-hmm. you know, so if anybody's listening and they want to have one and host it, give me a call. Cause I, I look for a venue to host it at that will house 35 people in a couple of tractor trailers. Cause mm-hmm. there's a lot of practical stuff to it as well. But sure. That yeah. Sense. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, hopefully someone listening has, uh, you know, maybe we can yeah, find someone I'm, for you. I've, I'm I'd love to help. At, <laughs> I'm looking at the Northeast. So I've been con- in contact with some other trucking associations in Pennsylvania and a few other places. And I did them at the Utah trucking association before. So those are usually the best venues and then they can reach out to their membership as well. Mm. So, uh, Carrie, it's a big week uh, coming up here for you guys with Operation Safe Driver Week set for July 11th through the 17th. Would love for you to talk a little bit about what's going on with that. Yeah, so Operation Safe Driver is a little different in that it not only takes into consideration trucks, but it takes into consideration cars around large trucks. Mm. So when the police are out there patrolling, they're looking for cars cutting off trucks. It's a lot of traffic enforcement. It's really our only initiative that's based more so around traffic enforcement. So they're looking for driver behavior, things following too close. Uh, Speeding is a big one. And speeding has been a big one in this last year in COVID. Um, When you look at the data in A&I, speeding has gone up. And I honestly, I just believe that's because there's not as much traffic. So Mm. if you've got the ability to go fast, you can. I mean, I just drove through Toronto the other day and my ability to go fast is starting to wane because people have come out. So Mm. I think that was part of why the speeding went up. The other thing that um, I want your listeners to know is, you know, because there's an initiative coming up and I say this, whether it's road check, operation, safe driver, whatever, have your stuff for the it's a it's a stressful situation when you get pulled over i i, I mean i know right. that i i pull people over all the time and i didn't try and stress them out but they're stressed anyway right. and you ask them for an insurance card and they got 92 of them in there and they're all expired and they can't find it Re- insurance registration all of that make your book neat know where your stuff is you know especially if you're interjurisdictional and you've got stuff for canada stuff for mexico stuff for the united states stuff for different states so many guys' books are nice and tabbed, and then you can just go to the state or province or territory that you're in and find the information. Mm-hmm. Other guys, they'll just don't know where anything is. It causes stress. I'm standing there going, no, this isn't it. This isn't it. He's panicking because he can't find it. So just put your stuff together well. And again, I don't know if I've told your guys this before, but your ELD, know how to use it. Know how to show your hours of service to that police officer or DOT officer because that might be an ELD they've never seen. There's over 400 of them on, on FMCSA's website. We expect those drivers to know how to transfer the files, how to show their records of duty status. That way, the inspector doesn't even have to touch the thing. He just needs to look at it, driver surrender or transfers the file. Now the inspector can go back to his car or the scale or whatever and look at the records of duty status. And everything goes smoothly. If, it, if you don't know where your user manual is, because that needs to be, to produce 
user manuals, malfunction cards, blank logs, know where that stuff is because that is an easy find, but it's a really lame charge basically. Like it's like, it's something so easy that the driver can have. Mm-hmm. And then if he doesn't have it, he gets cited for it. There's right. points assessed to stuff like that. And it's just unnecessary because everybody has it. It's just the driver doesn't know where it is. And so a lot of it's in the device and the driver doesn't know how to get it out of the device. It can be electronic, but he can't find it. Then he doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. So that's right. a common problem. Well, I'm sure the more organized you are when that issue occurs, when you are pulled over, when, when you are experiencing a check, the more organized you are, I'm sure the more, you know, the better it will be for you when you get to that point as a driver. Yeah. And it, it doesn't become a stress, stressful right. situation. It's just right. a matter of showing right. the information and then giving it back. It's like, you know, I, I, I always said, say that to drivers. It's like, just, you know, calm down first off and, you know, you're just doing a job and so am I. So let's just do our job and worst case scenario, I might find something wrong and we'll deal with it if I do, but you know, it's, it's nothing to get stressed about. Mm-hmm. And they, some drivers are very, very good. Like, um, you know, professional drivers are very good drivers and they know exactly what they have and they know exactly what to give you. Mm-hmm. And some other ones, you just go, you, you get a big paper bag of stuff in your life. <laughs> How about, and you're looking all over the cab with them. How about try over there? Maybe it's over there. You know, he should know where that stuff is. Yeah. We had Todd Amon with ATBS here. Uh, and he was telling a story of guys that would come in with boxes full of receipts it's the same thing it's just right. you know organization is a valuable tool when you're you know, in that yeah. truck for sure yeah well operation safe driver week july 11th through 17th anything else we need to know carrie oh there's lots you need to know <laughs> <laughs> me personally too <laughs> sure um let me think uh no, I mean, honestly, Operation Safe Driver is our big event right now. So that's mm-hmm. the one that we're all kind of focused on. Okay. And then we'll have Break Safety Week. Like there's something all the time. So sure. Break Safety Week will come around the pipe here in the next month after that. So um, we can talk about that later, I guess, when you I, have me back next month. I think we're going to have to. I think anytime <laughs> there's a milestone at CVSA, we're just going to bring you on. Well, we have milestones every month. <laughs> <laughs> It's CVSA week here every week or every, you know, I think that's how that's going to work. But Carrie, we appreciate all you're doing for the industry. We appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And that's another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast, Operation Safe Driver Week, July 11th through 17th. Make sure you're on the lookout. Thank you so much. We'll catch you later.